Welcome to this episode of Mind Matters. I'm Simon Lee Marion, and today I have the enormous pleasure of speaking to Vicky Newsom-Hogan, and I am very excited to share this with you because her story is uh, one of enormous hardship, trauma, courage, and uh, determination uh, against many odds throughout her life for all sorts of reasons. Um, I have an introduction here that she sent me that I will read to you uh, because her life is jam-packed uh, and it's it's an astonishing story and one I'm, I'm, I feel privileged that she is happy to share with me and with you. So Vicky is a 60-year-old transsexual woman born in the East End of London and grew up in the care system. After leaving school, joined the London Fire Brigade and served in South London. After four years of service, uh, she joined the army enlisting into the infantry and served in Northern Ireland, Germany and UK. Then transferred to military police and following training was posted to Berlin, where she was serving with uh, when the Berlin Wall fell uh, and completed several other postings before joining UK civilian peace police serving in the Midlands. In 97, resigned and retrained and worked with young offenders uh, in a residential drug and alcohol rehab unit. In 98, she emigrated to Canada uh, with her then wife and children. Her first two years in Canada, she was the senior investigator at a large private investigation agency before moving back into social care, working with both adult and young uh, youth homelessness, addictions, and then outreach to children involved in prostitution. Uh, was forced to retire through illness and disability, uh, medically retired, and at the same time decided to come out as transgender, which was a complete secret from literally everyone she knew up to that point. After enduring relentless harassment, she decided in 2016 to return to UK and undergo uh, her transition from male to female. She eventually moved into a coastal area, a retirement dream, where she met and married her unbelievably supportive wife who operates a wildlife charity and who supported her all the way through uh, PTSD therapy and transition. In 2019, she completed uh, a social, legal and medical transition, uh, became heavily involved in charitable work with organizations such as the Samaritans and various community projects. She was eventually diagnosed with chronic PTSD and after going to several unsuccessful therapists, she found Icarus and began treatment which was with myself. Uh, she discontinued her voluntary work in order to undergo treatment and to complete medical transition. After about two years of intense and sometimes extremely difficult therapy, her treatment was successful and she again felt she was ready to begin voluntary work as Hampshire and Isle of Wight Crime Stoppers Committee member and on several cons consultation panels, including a veterans charity and the Hampshire Office of the Police and Crime Commissioner. Her goal now is to become a criminal court magistrate and she's recently undergone the selection process. She's now in a place that she thought she never would be able to achieve and is happy and content in life and certain in the knowledge that transitioning and living open and honestly as the person she always was and facing, which was at the time difficult therapy has brought her to a place of peace and happiness she never thought possible. One of her favorite quotes by Maya Angelou is my mission in life is not merely to survive but to thrive and to do so with some passion compassion 
some humor and style. So this gives you an insight into uh, an extraordinary life. And I'm delighted to introduce you to Vicky now. Okay, so morning, Vicky. Thank Good you. Morning. Well, afternoon. Yeah, it is afternoon. Yeah, it is. I don't afternoon. even know what day it is either, so let alone the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. thanks for uh thanks for coming on and uh and my and pleasure chat. my pleasure thanks thanks um, for having me and happy anniversary for last week thank you three years yeah, yeah three years you have thunk it, eh? <laughs> i know, I know. Okay, it's my sleep or anything yet is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's out at the moment uh she's doing the birds at the moment she runs that rescue yes yeah, yeah 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 but she sends yes. us those wishes excellent well yep. say obviously likewise back when she uh when she gets in it's um yeah. i've been i know we've talked about this for on and off for, for a little while about ha having a chat on here mm. um and i'm delighted that you have today because i know i think as you'll you'll hear afterwards in in the in and thanks for sending your bio thing your intro through us because I, I i basically read that out to make sure that i didn't i didn't miss anything and to kind yeah. of give people a, a a teaser insight into what I've described really, you've had quite an astonishing life. Yeah, yeah, it's quite a thing. Huh? I must yeah. have been uniforms or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, it's only later on that you realise the reasons why you did all these things. So yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, but you know, it's got me where I am. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, you've had the full gamut of of trials and tribulations. I think really. But I said to God, I said, God, why me? He said, there's something about you that just pisses me off. <laughs> but yeah, not good and bad, good and bad, not all bad. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, you know, life is, life is hard, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. it's full, of, full of ups and downs and twists and a lot of shit and turmoil. Yeah. But there's um, a lot yeah. of good stuff on along the way. Yeah, and like, things can change at the flick of a switch. You know, things like where I am these days, to, to be where I am now is an impossible thought. Um, a few years ago, you know, it's, uh, if I'd have turned left instead of right, it'd be completely different, simple as that. You know? Yeah. So you have to, you know, this is with hindsight, live, live in the moment because things can change. In the blink of an eye, yeah. You know, the thing that really stands out for me is, di is you, you know, your, your resilience and your determination kind of every stage of life has been it's incredible really considering i don't think it's anything special it's just part of me i didn't do it because of this because that it's just i don't know i just probably don't know when to give up <laughs> yeah. no you know and that, that they you know that, that when that's applied in the right way it's a great thing isn't yeah. it oh yeah yeah and that's i, I suppose from from the military etc from the jobs you've had you know civil services in, in terms of fire service and police and and being in the army there's, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of natural resilience built through the training in those oh, yeah, doing definitely. the job so i think that... it's taken me quite a while to sort of get to the point um i mean i've been out of the services that side the, the uniform services since 98 i think um yeah. but it's taken me a long time to actually understand that the things that i've seen and that I've done or been involved in or witnessed are everyday things. But one of those things for anybody else that hasn't been through that 
it's a lifetime one event. Um, and it took me a long time to realise that, that, you know, as veterans, we go through all that. You know, we see things and do things, even just the way you're, you're trained in the army. You know, they, they train you. If they tell you to go, you go. <laughs> but you don't even think about it. And um, it, it took me a long time to get back to get back into Sibby Street, to be honest. It does. It does take a long time. Mm, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the I think that's one of the standout biggest issues for people leaving the military is is trying to become, uh, you know, a normal what's classed as a normal civilized member of society. Yeah, it's, it's difficult yeah. because the, they prepare you to be what they want you to be, yeah. but they don't, there's no preparation really. No, <laughs> to become no, a normal <laughs> functioning human being afterwards. When I got sent back to UK to Donington, lovely Donington, and I was bored stiff, so I used to go out. I was military police then. I used to go out with the local bobbies all the time, and uh, I just thought, yeah, this is all right. You're operational every day, and so back I went. <laughs> I was in yeah. Berlin as a military policeman, when, uh, and it's a different thing being in the British sector. You were the primary police force, um, yeah. and it was. Uh, Coming from that, going to Donington, where you know you're pretty bored, to be honest. Um, I went straight into the police. Yeah, uh, there are reasons. Obviously, I'm transsexual as well. Um, that's been part of me since I was a kid. You know, I didn't even realise any of that for years. I thought there was something wrong with me. Um, I mean, it was a total, complete secret. I've been married twice before. Got five kids. Before one died last year. Uh, my daughter Katie died from a drug overdose in Canada. Um, you know. It's just the things that I did were sort of ready-made identities. This is what I've realised later, that yeah. back in those days, I'm 60 years old now, back in my, those days, there were only male firemen. Um, I went into a male infantry regiment and then into the military police, which is really my first time of ever working with uh, females. So yeah. everything was is very male-orientated. So it's a ready-made identity in every single one of them. You know, and because uh, I didn't have a clue how to be a bloke, to be honest, I've always been a bit different. And there was stuff coming as growing up. Um, I grew up in care, so yeah, that's why I got into those things. I mean, it's all tied in with what I now know is because I'm transsexual. But back then, I didn't have a clue what it was or anything. I thought there was something wrong with me. Am I gay? But yeah, actually, men. <laughs> you know, I'm a weirdo. But yeah, so it was uh, it was quite confusing. I always describe it as. Um, do you know in the Braveheart movie where at the end he's gliding on his back along the ground? Just yes. above the ground. That's basically how it felt until I transitioned, how I lived my life. You know, semi-conscious, sort of gliding across, just going with the flow sort of thing, not really participating in life as such. Okay. Mm. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> no, 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 it's well, you know, it's 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 really interesting to to hear your your perspective on 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 your life and because you know i don't know who else is going to watch this um that who's been through similar in some ways i, yeah. I don't think there's many people who've who've kind of lived the life that you have um <laughs> God, <I'm sorry>. so, <laughs> so i think you know that there's there's a lot of stuff that you can experience that you can share that mm. that will undoubtedly help help at least one person yeah. well, the whole trans thing at the moment has become sort of toxic 
Uh, I don't really participate anymore because it's it's so toxic. You can't have an opinion, even me. You know, I, I, you can't have an opinion. You can't say this. You can't say that. And it's just got so toxic. It's time that everyone just sort of like sat back, maybe smoke a joint or something, and then meet together. <laughs> you know, and then then let people say what their concerns are. Respectful, you know. So that won't happen at the moment, but I think it needs to. <laughs> you know, no, it's open. I call myself transsexual because for me, these just my personal experience, it's lost, transgender has lost its meaning for me. You know, I, I was reading something this morning, there's a festival in Glasgow, and if you want to book tickets, you've got an option of 51 genders. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Riverside. If you have a look, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I, I don't even get it anymore, so I stay out of it all. Um, but I do treat, try to, you know, I'm very, very open. People can ask me questions, you know, they... But everyone's sort of afraid to at the moment. But I'm very open. If you ask me anything personal, respectfully, I'll tell you. You know, people yeah. don't know. And that's how, you know, you gain acceptance. But people get understanding, not by terrorising them. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah, it's not particularly helpful. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, there's, there's, I think there, it's, it's almost like there's another pandemic of taking offence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is like... People I meet now, they, they say, I've actually, they say to me, you know, I'm, I'm just, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I'm like, calm down, you know, and I've got a good sense of humour. I mean, that's got me through a lot. And I have a bit of a humour about it now. I've been through the, you know, why front burning stage and all this and that, you know. <laughs> but once, once you go, like, I've, I've transitioned. Um, sorry for talking about this at the beginning. It sort of underpins where I would, where I am psychologically, to be honest, after PTSD being kicked off when I came out yes um yeah so you know you get to a certain point i've done the social transition i've done the complete medical transition i've also done the legal transition where i've got a new birth certificate yes doesn't make me a woman i'll get hung in i'll get stoned in the village square for this one but it's my opinion i am not a birth sex woman i am a trans woman you know there's there's a difference and uh, i think people need to actually understand that i mean I, there's a term called cis which is what they term people that are com uh, comfortable in their gender and expression sort of thing cis woman cis man but it's become an insult so i always say birth sex female you know and it's uh, people need to listen they, women have fought hard for these rights <laughs> you know and to yes. feel safe and i have never experienced what my wife has gone through being scared walking down the street at night to the point that she has you know been yeah. You know, and it's I can't relate to that. Obviously, I can understand and empathise, but you know, I haven't been through that sort of side of it. So we need to respect that and get a well balanced, you know, free speech. You're allowed to have thoughts. You, free speech means that you won't hear everything that you like. You're going to hear things that you don't like. <laughs> you know, yes, so yes. that's part of it. You know, and as long as it's done in a good spirit, then that's fine. Then you, then you know what, what's on the table. You know, <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. There is, well, no, no, I think it's, I'm, 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 it's delightfully refreshing to hear someone speak like this on these sort of topics. Yeah. And as you said, you know, I mean, you, you're much more in a position to, to speak your mind oh, about yeah. it than, than I am. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd get I'm, bloody hung drawn and quartered for some of the things, you <laughs> know, know, one of the conversations um, we've had in the past, you know? Yeah. Well, I've asked, I asked um, someone to explain to me what non-binary was. And I was told I can't ask. Uh, why? You want me to go around calling you? I mean, people, I support thousand percent people going out and express themselves however they want. But you don't terrorise them into saying, behaving in a certain way. 
I probably will get hung for this one, but um, <laughs> their rights have come a million miles to today. Yes. I obviously wasn't part of that, but they didn't do it by threats. They didn't do it by, you will say this or we're going to counsel you. You can't have this thought. And they've got to this point, and that's what needs to happen. You know, it's uh, it's become toxic now because a lot of the, the general public, from what I see, are upset about all this. You know, they're, they're like, enough's enough. Like, and trans rights, I mean, I don't even know what they are, to be honest. <laughs> well, what do I, they I, mean? I, don't, I don't think many people do. I mean, the general public, I mean, I'm. It's, no. it's, I find this very confusing. Because and and it's so easy to say the wrong thing to someone because oh, yeah, yeah. you don't know with that many ways of pe for people to identify how are you supposed to know? Yeah, and yeah. if you get it wrong, then you get torn a new ass because yeah. they're they're offended. Well, they now say that biology isn't real. I mean, it, it's real. Cut me open. I've got malphysiology inside. The surgery I've had is basically cosmetic surgery. Yeah, basically. Um, you know, that's and like there's things that I've had. I'm disabled now, as you know um i'm quite gimpy but um i could still overpower my wife so this thing where yeah men are competing in female sports or not yeah. men trans women are competing in female birth female sports i mean that's, that's just to me i just don't get it in the majority of sports you know it's it's just why you know the paralympians um they get classed as to their abilities yes but why not have a league where gender diverse or whatever the current term might be people that don't identify in the male and female sports can compete in this i mean Paralymp paralympians don't complain you know it's no. very successful so why not something like that you know just compromise don't say look if i say i'm a woman then i'll do this but what about the birth sex women you know it's uh, it's all got very toxic anyway it's it's a sort of a pet subject of mine i'm i'm very open I'm, i've met um when my, my daughter passed away in canada and uh had her ashes bought and military police association managed to bring them bring her down from nottingham i think it was okay um, and i met the rmpa um uh chairman the military police association chairman and we had this thing and, and he was he came out in 83 and i got so much more respect and understanding because look you know let's all calm down don't be worried about upsetting me you know if they do it on purpose then obviously well that's a different thing isn't yeah, it yeah yeah but most people they make a mistake they're, they're scared to make a mistake and it shouldn't be like that you know if they want to be acceptance and join society stop being separate from it <laughs> yes yeah 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 it's you know <laughs> there's... You, can edit, you can edit all that sound if you like <laughs> no not at all no i think it's 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 such a a confusing playing field now yeah it nobody knows what to say what to do mm. what you know who they can speak to who they can't because some people really yeah, don't yeah. even want to engage with you because yeah it's i think it's dangerous for society because for that level of confusion yeah, yeah. and for children yeah yeah the confusion now is like everybody just needs to calm down a bit they're deconstructing the whole of the world or trying to these people like I think a lot of it as well is um, like if someone walks walk down on the, in the road in a diaper with an inflated marigold on their head, and that's how they express themselves, you go for it. Brilliant. It'd be yeah. an interesting world. But don't start saying it's your gender. You know, I, I just don't get it. I don't even know what gender means anymore. Uh, it's all this, got confused. Yeah, this um, is, you know, well, there was that, that um, and it's been traveling around the internet in various um platforms was sir robert winston 
and it was a he's a dark curly hair bushy looks like um a bit like Mar mario <laughs> i think i saw something yeah professor robert winston he's uh, phenomenal and he was he was interviewed he said i'm going to get loads of hate mail for this but he said biologically there are two genders mm -hmm. there's male and female yeah and somebody else was i was talking to said well what happened you know when you when you die and you get that tag on your toe they don't differentiate between the two biological sexes two genders yeah. male or female that nobody is interested medically in terms of how you identify when you're a corpse yeah so at the beginning and the end of life there's it comes down to two two labels yeah which is you know some people are, are very likely not going to like me saying that and repeating what robert winston well, I, said but absolutely but i agree um I think what's happening now is uh, social media has got a lot to answer for. And, I mean, yeah, they've got a lot to answer for. I didn't even know what transgender was when I came out. Never heard it. I didn't have a clue what it was. Okay. Uh, you know, I just knew that this was me. And then I sort of found all this out afterwards. I ended up getting quite involved with trans support stuff. But um, I think what's happening now is the kids, they grew up on, on video games. And now they can create their own avatars. And I think what a lot of people might be doing, not a lot, but some people may be trying to transfer that into the real world and mistaking um, the personality and personal expression of themselves as a gender. Yeah. And there are cases now that are happening where they've gone through the process. I've heard lesbians say that if I was a lesbian, young les teenage lesbian today, I'd be convinced I was a boy. You know, so I think it needs to calm down a little bit. And obviously there are people like me I mean, I firmly believe I'm, I get called true scum and trans men <laughs> because I believe this is a medical condition. Um, and it, it, there is certain aspects of me physically that, you know, they aren't typical of male, so I say. Um, I've always been a bit weaker than men. I've always had a nice pair of legs on me. <laughs> 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 Went down well in the barrack room. <laughs> 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 on a long tour, it's pretty good. <laughs> nah. Oh, dear, here we go. <laughs> There are people, but people need to sort of stop terrorising people. If they want to be whatever, then don't try and force people. Because after all, we are minority. I'm a, I'm a minority. All the trans, but they're a minuscule minority in the, in the face of the world. Yeah, the world is changing, but it won't change by trans terrorism. You know, and if you want trans rights, what exactly rights do you want? I've got a birth certificate that says I'm female. That process, they say, oh, that's too intrusive. No, it's not. If you're transsexual, that's why I refuse to use the term transgender anymore, because I'm transsexual, it denotes a separate... There is a group of quite influential transsexual women. Uh, one's called Debbie Hayton, she's a physicist. And okay. we actually all co-signed a letter to the World Rugby Federation saying that please don't allow trans women to play in birth female rugby. And they upheld it because it, it's dangerous. I used to play rugby. <laughs> you know, I used to imagine me getting in a scrum with, you know, Claire is five foot two. <laughs> you know, it's yes. No, it, it's um, it, it it there's a there has to come, there has to be a line drawn somewhere. Anyway, anyway, that's uh, but so yeah, I, I like we said I grew up um at five years old. I was I, I come from the East End of London, Jack the Ripper country. And uh, when I was five, I was uh, attacked by a stranger in a stairwell. And six, about six months later, I ended up in an orphanage in Mill Hill. My parents both put me there. 
and I ended up growing up in care. And uh, so I think then it was just so sort of, that's when it's sort of I didn't fit in with the boys groups up until then. You know, I, I just couldn't fit in. I got on with people, but I just wasn't one of the lads, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. But yeah, so being in that con- kind of confined community was mm. really started to highlight that, things. Yeah. And there was, uh, but then uh, when I left there, I was sort of, uh, I went into the fire service. I was in London. Um, I was at, my first station was Surbiton. And my last station was Tooting. <laughs> so you can okay. imagine that was pretty, <laughs> that was a hectic station. We had underground <laughs> stations and all sorts. And from yeah. that, um, I, I went traveling for a little bit with a girlfriend I had at the time and came back wondering what am I going to do? And one day I was walking down Norby High Street and I walked past the army recruiting office, stopped, thought that looks like a good idea, went in and joined up. <laughs> so really? So I up in the army, yeah. 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 Spare of the moment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously going through all the things that I have done, the PTSD, I didn't even know I had PTSD, to be honest, until I came out, and uh, which was in, in Canada. Um, I got sick and came out at the same time, and I ended up um, with quite a bit of severe harassment over there. Yeah. Um, and that really kick-started the uh, PTSD. And uh, so I decided to come back to England in 2016. And, uh, you know, even then I didn't know what was going on. So the PTSD, I just thought, you know, am I an arsehole, to be honest? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of people can relate to that. No, yeah. I mean, <laughs> can you, to be honest, it's a relief to know. People, some people might disagree, but I'm actually not. <laughs> Because uh, we all know what the symptoms of PTSD are, and I think I had the, all the best ones. But um, yeah, so, but then I came to the, I'm just sort of giving you a brief synopsis of, you know, my life. And basically, I, I would like to talk about how I overcome it and what PTSD treatment looks like. That would be you good, know? yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I came back, I was hypervigilant to extremes. Um, I didn't trust a single person. I always thought everybody had ulterior motives. I've never been physically violent, but verbally I was. And, um, you know, I, I had no barriers. If I had something to say to you, I'd say it, <laughs> um, and which was wrong. You know, it wasn't me. And one of the reasons I left Canada is because of the harassment. I was behaving in ways that just weren't me. Yeah. Know? It just wasn't me. I was, uh, there was people I was getting attacked all over the shop. But, um, so yeah, I came here and, uh, and then I, uh, for some strange reason, I don't know how I ended up on the Isle of Wight. Uh, I couldn't get any help when I come back from Canada. Couldn't get anywhere to live. And all of a sudden this flat came up on the Isle of Wight. I've never been here, didn't know it, but always wanted to retire to the seaside. So I came here. Um, and then uh, in 2017, I, I took an injured pigeon to uh, a rescue. Uh, and my wife, my now wife, ran that rescue. And that's how we met. And uh, well, cut a long story short, we got married. <laughs> um, a boyfriend of 21 years went too tough when I turned up. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you can imagine, bit of a shock. But um, yeah, she's only ever known me as Vicky as well. And she was with me going through it. I mean, it's so important to have someone that sees the, the you on the other side, that has some understanding that it isn't you. The way you're behaving, yeah, it's wrong. You know, I mean, I knew it was wrong. You know, I would um, catastrophize is the right way. 
Yes. Everything was a nightmare, you know. That, and when I came here, I got quite involved in um, some some sort of voluntary work and stuff. And I was I've always been up front. I mean, my background, you know, as a as a fireman and police officer and a soldier, you don't beat around the bush. You say what you got to say. This is happening now, sort of thing. <laughs> and yeah. I did that, and that was part of not understanding the civilian way of life, especially coming from like my adult life, all in uniform, until I went into social care after the police, which was, uh, that was good. That was another, but I was searching for myself. I was trying to find out, is this me? Is this me? People say, how come you've had so many jobs? And it's like, is this me? No, I don't fit. I'm like, that sounds good. Maybe that, you know, it's, it's all subconscious. It's semi-conscious living. You know, it's, uh, it's weird. Anyway, we, I decided that I had to do something. So after a few false starts, I, I eventually, found that I couldn't go through instances. Um, the, the, the people that I went to before, the NHS basically didn't know where to start. <laughs> um, I went to another one and it was going through the instance, uh, visualization and that sort of thing. And that wasn't, because every time I thought of one incident, um, another one had happened, I'd remember. Yeah. And things, it was just snowballing and it was, it'd go from something happened in the army when I was a police officer, as a fireman, when I was a kid, you know, it's like, it was just all over the place. It was a nightmare. I mean, it was terrible. But then, obviously, I came to Icarus. And um, it's, it's really important to click with the therapist who's working with you. Really important. You have to. You have to. Even if you have to keep searching, just don't waste your time. If you don't get on, then don't waste your time. Find someone. There's someone out there that you can talk to, you know, and do something about it. I've come out the other end now. I mean, I've just been through the, the um, process to become a magistrate. Yeah. Cost me four years ago. No, no way. <laughs> no, <I wasn't. laughs> no, definitely not. No, no. I mean, and also, I mean, I put it out there as well, but um, medication helped me tremendously. It did. That, I mean, was, that uh, was, yeah, that was definitely a big, yeah, a big step yeah. for you, wasn't it? I mean, I don't want to take meds, you know, but I, I won't miss one. You know, the, the, the yeah. peace that you can get, and it won't. There's no magic pill, there's no magic wand, and there's no magicians out there. But what there is, Very you true. know, it, there isn't. I wish there was. I, that's why I was looking for the magic wand, and there isn't one. And it just takes time. And gradually, as we, I think we, we went through for like two or three years, aren't we? Yeah. And it, you get to the point where I got to the point where I realized that I, I was looking backwards all the time. You know, I'll look at me, I'm on the Isle of Wight. I'm medically retired, but I'm, I'm capable of doing stuff still. I'm married to someone that must be completely bunkable, she is, you know. But, <laughs> and I'm looking back, like worrying about what happened back then. And, you know, it's tiring. And then I've, I've consciously made the decision, right, I'm now going to look forward. What do I want the future to look like based on the grounding that I've got now? And that's exactly what happened. And at the same time, went on to medication and it was just, a combination of the two has brought me to where I am now. I get people all the time telling me how different I am now, you know, and it's, uh, and you know, I've been a bit of an arse at times and I've gone back and tried to apologize and, but people don't want to know or whatever. So, but my consciousness is clear. If they can't understand that, you know, someone was suffering from something, but now look at the work they've done, then that's fine. You know, I understand, but no, yeah. to get to where I am now, it's just, I, I wouldn't have never thought it, never. Well, do you know, I mean, to hear you tell your story the way you've told it today, when we first met, you've never been able to do that. 
Well, I told you where to go so many times, you should be pregnant. That's <laughs> 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 no, all part and parcel of the job. It's, yeah. um, and the good thing that, the thing that has got me through is the humour, having a sense of humour. You know, obviously I've lost it at times, but the people speak about a veteran's dark humour. I mean, you can imagine, I was in the London Fire Brigade in South London around the time of the Brixton riots. We had an underground station there, and uh, you had yeah. to have a sense of humour. You had to, you know, and uh, I mean, I've cried sometimes after work on the way home. I think we must have all seen things that have made you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you just have to have a sense of humour. You've got to be able to laugh at yourself. And don't take yourself too seriously. I did. I took myself seriously. How dare you? Don't you do this? I would, you know, but that was all part and parcel of conditioning, PTSD, etc. Yeah. But you know, the, it's definite process. There's no way out of it, and you don't know how that process is going to look. You know, and it. I think you told me that you know it may get worse before it gets better. Yeah, yeah. You know, treatment uh, yeah. therapy isn't always comfortable. It's not always no. nice. And it did. It did, but if I can get through it, anyone can, you know? You just have to say, right, you know, do I want a better life? Yes, I do. And do I like reacting to things like this? No, I don't. So you have to do something about it. That's one of my, one of my pet hates that I'm working on is people not helping themselves. You know, that I used to do, as I said in my bio, I worked with the homeless in Canada. Um, in England, I worked in a, a drug rehab residential place in Shrewsbury called Gordana House. Um, and I worked with uh, Fresh Start, a young offender program, residential program, um, where I was a police officer. <laughs> Quite interesting. Yeah. I thought I was undercover for the first three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't speak to anything. I'd walk in a room and it goes silent. <laughs> <laughs> but now, that, that, and then I went to Canada and I started to, I've seen things from both sides. Like I've got a very strong sense of law and order, but you know, in order for society to function, we have to have laws and there has to be accountability. You know, there has to be. Yes, there's extenuating circumstances, people, whatever happens to people in their life, but there has to be that. But, and that's a good thing that I see with the judicial system now is that they're focused, they're working, not focusing. You will get punished, but they're also trying to help you so you don't commit further crimes which benefits the public and the victims, you know, which is a good move. You know, it's, yeah. Jail isn't working, <laughs> you know? Uh, no. No, it's, it doesn't work. There are people that should be in jail, believe me. Oh, yeah. And, you know, but there's things that they often have. People think magistrates, I, obviously going for the magistrates recently, I did a lot of studying and I did um, some court sessions and stuff like that. And yes. it's, it is, you see in the paper how they get slagged off all the time and this and that but there's guidelines that they have to adhere to there's the other side of life where they hear the other side and they're not fools magistrates aren't fools you know they know when they're being bullshitted um but they give people the option but it does come a point where obviously that option doesn't happen anymore but it's nice to see that, that sort of thing's happening um i forgot how we got onto this now you know me i'll go off on a tangent don't I? that's right no it's it's good this the whole point of this is to allow things to flow in the way they flow that's yeah but you know me i'll go off on a tangent <laughs> that's right tangents are often fun yeah <laughs> i've behaved myself so far <laughs> uh, but now as simon will attest i've got a bit of a sense of humor that i get a lot of uh you didn't just say that looks but <laughs> oh well <laughs> i know I've, I've i've got a I must admit, my 
it's almost like having Tourette's at times. Things things escape my mouth <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. when the brakes definitely should have been on. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah but but no, it's um, with the PTSD. To I mean, I feel I was diagnosed with chronic CPTSD. I mean, I won't mind saying that whilst we were going through um, whilst we were going through therapy together, um, I ended up assisting in two historical inquiries into uh, childhood victims of sex abuse yep. uh, as a victim, not as an offender. And I got interviewed by the Metropolitan Police uh, regarding uh, what happened to me when I was five years old and with Surrey Police regarding a place in Woking that I was in in the mid seventies. And that was right in the middle of all this. <laughs> so you yeah. know, you, I'm, I'm sure you remember it. And yes, I had my surgery I right in the middle of it and got knocked back for the surgery. Yeah. remember I was supposed to have my surgery in May and I went there and it got put back six months so I had to wait uh, so you know there's um, I think I think people need like veterans as well you know I've got I've come from both sides I can see it both sides um, there is this macho element of you know oh, mental health's got a stigma um, there's the macho side even with uh, some women that have worked in the military or the police they've got yeah. that attitude as well Yes. Um, but there's no harm in it. If, you know, believe me, the people around you will appreciate it a lot of, most of the time. Yeah. So, you know, it, do something about it. It's necessary yeah. for, for the for that line of work, isn't it? You know, you've yeah. got to be, you've got to have a tough, a tough exterior, but you've also oh, got to yeah. be equally tough on the inside. Yeah. To deal yeah. with the, the, the shit you've got to do and see. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's like the fear of it, you know, it's, um, there were things that, as we were going through, there were things I started getting. You go through phases. It's weird. It's that uh, there were things that I should have felt all the way back then that I didn't. That I was suddenly feeling again, like that um, as a fireman, the helplessness of trying to get into a kid that I couldn't get to. I felt like at the time, yeah, it was frustrating. But then I started feeling the emotions I should have felt then because you don't. But everything's sort of unpacking, and you go through that process where you are going to feel some feelings, and that's yeah. all part of it. That's all part of it. It's like having wind and no, I won't say that. I was going to say it's like having stomach cramps and then having a nice fart. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good analogy, though. <laughs> oh, dear. I thing on this. Adult audiences only. <clears throat> it's like you have to get rid of it and uh, you'll feel a lot better and you can get to where I am. If I can do it, then anybody can anybody you just have to have the balls to go and do it excuse the pun well <laughs> <laughs> and then get rid of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like people my sense of humor about the whole trans thing i mean like people say like i'm sure everyone wonders like what do you do with the old fellow like you know and, and uh, well, one thing I always say is don't use super glue. <laughs> like walking around with a packet of crisps in your knickers for a week, it's horrible. <laughs> you know, you got... Anyway, I'll behave myself, sorry. Excellent. Oh, dear. <laughs> Just... You've got humor. There's a humor about it all, especially about the trans thing. Yeah. There's just so much anger out there. Everybody's angry. You know, I was one angry person, but I'm not anymore. Everybody's angry. They just need to calm down a bit. You know, like, take a breath. You know, we got the we're at the threshold of something that could be good, but it's becoming yeah. toxic. Just got to have free expression, and the world will be technicolor again. You know, but 
it needs to be done in a nice way. Or, or, a much more less confrontational way. I've been confrontational, so I'm, I'm speaking from experience as well. I've seen yes. you know, that I can catch a lot more people with sugar than I can with salt. You know, and uh, do you think do you think that the kind of that kind of that community in in society is kind of perpetuating the problem to a degree? In, in what respect? What the trans? Community? Yeah, with with the the whole attitude and kind of mindset around it at the moment in terms of being everyone being offended by anything and everything and everyone yeah that that that's kind of fueling the angst and the anger oh, yeah. and yeah. just kind of keeping that wheel going yeah no I mean there's definitely tactics I mean when I did when I first came back in 2016 I ended up quite involved as admin on um uh, Facebook trans support groups and okay. I also was um I started one group where I had uh, a very well-known um gender specialist, private gender specialist as an advisor and all sorts of things on there. And I didn't even know what non-binary was then. Never heard of it. Yeah. And now it's all suddenly there, which is fine. It's fine. Maybe it's always been there. But don't terrorise people. You know, people are losing their livelihoods, their reputations because of something they wrote 20 years ago. When yeah, that's ridiculous. Them. I mean, there's a there's a um, leader of the council here. She put a photograph on... Um, on Facebook, and she had in, in the background was a collection of antique little gollywogs. Next minute, she's being called a racist and everything. I mean, how ridiculous. You know, they're collector's pieces. Yeah, mate, we wouldn't do it today because we learn. That's what you do, you learn, <laughs> you know? Well, this, this is the thing. There's that, there's that age-old quote who's... Who the hell? I can't remember. The name escapes me. It's just left my head. Is if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, you'll always yeah. think it's an idiot. Yeah, well, you kind yeah. of do the same thing. If you're judging society and people on today's standards based on things they did 10, 20, 30 yeah. years ago, yeah. or, you know, 200 years ago and tearing down statues and getting away with criminal damage because apparently it didn't happen even though it was on camera. Mm. That was one of the questions on the magistrate's interview. One of the interviews. <laughs> Utterly yeah. fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. How that yeah. can... I don't... I just... I can't process that. No, it's just crazy that people. I mean, uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be a police officer today. It oh, must be God, a nightmare. No. I, I can imagine every job you go to, you're getting called a murderer, a rapist, or this, that, and the other. There's a lot of cops that, you know, put their heart and soul into it and do the best with what they've got, you know? Yes. Yeah, days, there's um, a, that's most why people I'm, are. <laughs> I'm very, um, I've got a very strong sense all the way through my life, to be honest, of the sense of right and wrong, law and order. Um, and like now, I'm, I'm the Crime Stoppers uh, Committee member for Hampshire Isle of Wight Crime Stoppers Committee because I am passionate that this public, the way things are at the moment, finances, budgets, whatever, irrelevant. That's the way it is. The public need to be involved in their own safety and security. And like, things like Crime Stoppers, you can do that. But yes. people, they're not, everyone's become so insular. Uh, I, I always say now, we're, we're no longer communities, we're a society. That's what it feels like, you know? We're, the world has changed for the worse and people need to get away from the computers and their phones for a bit and start learning how to interact in person <laughs> again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's so true. Um, we are, technology has made us, given us the capability to connect in a way we've never been able to do before, yeah. but it's also disconnected us. Yeah. Well, interpersonal skills, reading people, like we all have subconscious skills. I'm sure you know about those. <laughs> you know, a little bit. 
you don't have to say a word non non-verbal communication stuff like that you can't do that and like if you go to facebook you know you could be the queen of siam on facebook but in reality you know you're not you're you're deirdre from down the road with five kids and you know works a cleaning job or something yeah. it's ridiculous it's, that's why like, i don't do facebook or anything anymore it just becomes so toxic if i see something i couldn't help myself it's just when the ptsd was going of getting involved in it and telling what I thought, but I thought, no, no, I, I don't need that anymore. It became toxic. I know. I must admit, I'm drifting further and further out of Facebook. I, I yeah. go in to get rid of my notifications because I hate that little red number, little red thing with a number in it telling yeah. me how many I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I mean, if, if it was used properly, it'd be a brilliant thing. Yeah. Well, it um, can be, absolutely. Yeah, but it's become so toxic and too influential. It's, Social it's, media is too influential in well, geopolitics. It's only it's, it's it's it is what it is, you know. It's it's mm -hmm. not good nor bad. It's just us asshole human beings that keep screwing it up. Yeah, and we're pleasure-seeking animals. So whatever gives us pleasure, we'll come after. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and that that often these days is causing other people pain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's people that say things on the internet that would never stand in front of you and say, "Good God, no!" You know, it's a. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure you wanted to reach through the computer a few times to give me a little slap. But <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, 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 not a no. I'm, that's that's that was no. No. Oh, and no. on heart, tell you no. Oh, dear. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, so I forgot where we were. Did we get onto that bit? But yes. Um, so you, like the things I would do now, like going through the PTSD, went through that process. And to be honest, I was lucky. I had Claire at every step of the way. She was there at all the sessions and everything. I mean, she went through hell to the point where she ended up with a little bit of PTSD. Yeah. You know, without a doubt. But and I accept what you do yourself. You can't blame other people all the time. I did. I blame the world. I was angry at the world, angry that I hadn't been born female, angry that I'd had to do this and that it led me into doing this, which I saw this or this happened. You know, I've been through all that, but which is fine. But then what does it serve? Nothing, nothing. You know, it's a punishment we give ourselves. Nobody else is doing it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's very true, yeah. No, but you can, you know, if I could tell anybody, any veteran, anyone, you can get through it, you can get through it. You know, I'm not perfect. I still have little triggers, you know, if you, if a Lynx helicopter comes too close, I'm already dig digging a shell scrape. <laughs> you know, I've got a bit of noise sensitivity now. Which is yeah. pretty funny because I'm deaf. <laughs> <laughs> Not completely deaf, <laughs> but um, you know, you can be, you can get through it. You can get through it. You just got to, like I said, have have some balls and just do it. You yes, know, you got through the army. You got through the the navy. Whatever you got through this. You got through domestic abuse. You got through this, that, and the other. You got through that, so you can do this. You'll surprise yourself. I mean, I surprised myself, like coming out. And what I went through there and how I wouldn't back down or, you know, surrender sort of thing. Yeah. You can surprise yourself how, how strong you can be. You surprise yourself. Yes. I think as a human beings, we, we typically underestimate our capability. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like with the, the medical side of life, I went through the angry bit about that. Oh, I'm never going to run again. I can't do this. I can't do that. But then, you know, I've always had the motto, if you can't, if you lose a leg, learn how to hop. So I did <laughs> learn how to yeah. hop. 
not very good at it, but you know, it's, you, you just have to make the best of things. Things aren't what they are. You have to accept that you can't change the past, no matter what you do. You can maybe amend some things and explain, but you can't change what happened. Um, so stop fretting about it, you know? Yeah. Go forward, go forward. It's a better life. And I've come out the other end of childhood rape, <laughs> um, seeing people on underground train stations, under the trains, to Northern Ireland, to the police, you can imagine stuff there, to seeing, I mean, the, even just the, um, the social care work I went into. Yeah. When I went to Canada, I worked for a PI agency for a while as a senior investigator. <clears throat> but by that time, I'd, I'd studied just before I left uh, Leeds University for a diploma in addiction studies. And um, I went to Canada and I worked for a PI agency for about two years. And then I went back into the social care and I worked in a homeless uh, adult intoxication unit. And so I sort of started seeing, because I felt more empathy towards working with people that way, that I had more effect. Yeah. I did locking them up, you know, locking them up, locking them up. You know, always, I was always approachable as a cop. You know, I was always, you could have, back then you could have a word with someone and say, look, pack it in, you know, and they would. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays they can't do that, but yeah. So I forgot where I was going with that. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, when I, I worked in a youth homeless shelter as well. Um, I worked with a, in a children's unit, residential unit for children with exceptional needs. I lasted about three weeks. I was a youth and family counsellor and it's extreme oppositional defiance disorder and stuff like that. And uh, that was yeah. <laughs> spending 12 hours trying to talk one of them to come out of the tree. <laughs> Where's my SLR? <laughs> <laughs> Well, one way to get them out, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get the fine road out, but no, it's that way. And then um, I ended up, uh, they started a programme in Canada called PTRIP, Prevention of Children and Prostitution. And uh, myself and a girl got the positions to be outreached to children involved in prostitution. So you can imagine some of the things you dealt with there and saw. So it's all coming yeah. through and like, all these things build up. And if anyone can get through all that, then I'm sure, I mean, I'm not being big headed, you know, I'm no hero, I'm no, you know, superwoman or whatever, you know, but I, you just do it. You just have to go and do it. You, no one's going to do it for you. Well, no, I think this is the, this is the key thing, isn't it? You've got to participate in it yourself. Yeah. You've got to take part in it. You can't, it's not something that happens to you. Yeah. And, and you got stuck in, you did, you put, you put the effort well, in. And I, really, you know, I want it to be different. Like, you know, I had the perfect wife. You know, she's 16 young, years younger than me. She's she's not rich, but she's dirty. You know, not <laughs> Cut that bit. Uh, but, you know, I was lucky. I was lucky. A lot of veterans go through stuff on their own, which is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, you know. But just do it. Because getting through the other side, you won't be perfect. You won't be all fixed, like, off you go, brand new Christmas. It don't happen. You know, you've experienced your stuff, but it's learning... It's definite process. It was just an automatic process, really, and it's each person will be different. What route that takes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I think you. You know, you are testament to what you can achieve when you put your mind to it and you just commit. It's committing to yourself, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Really, you know, you've yeah. got to invest in yourself when you've got to put the effort in, and you oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. have. You know, the difference in four years is astonishing well I, if you'd have asked me like years ago that i'd be in this position now where um 
you know, I've transitioned, obviously. That, that's a huge thing. Um, I even had my surgery when we were going through our business, weren't we? Yep. And uh, that was just like a big switch getting thrown. You know, it was just so right and natural. Um, it was, you know, it was great. It just, I could now be now. As a bloke, I used to be body conscious. <laughs> I, I used to hate walking across a, a pub or something like that. I didn't know what to do with my arms. Now, and I'm not, I'm just me. I just, you know, like I said earlier, I'm not a woman and I'm not really a trans woman. I'm Vicky. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. I'm, I'm me. You know, be yourself because everybody else is twats. But, you know, <laughs> it makes the world a lot more interesting and you're a lot more content and happy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can honestly say that at this point in my life is the first time that I've ever actually truly been happy. You know, it's just, and without waiting for the foot to drop where it all goes wrong, you know, <laughs> and I'm not yeah. waiting for that foot anymore. And, you know, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I mean, I've been lucky. I have been lucky. You know, I've, obviously I found Icarus. Um, I lucked out with you, unfortunately, but then, um, <laughs> but like I said earlier, it's the relationship with the therapist. I mean, we, you know, I think we understood each other and you know when I was explaining things you knew exactly what I was talking about you know that that's a big thing that's a big thing it does make it the, the relationship you know, I, it's got to be there and I am lucky a lot of veterans they lose their partner because of PTSD you know and yep. that's terrible you know I can understand how I mean I'm, I don't know how Claire put up with me but she did and but even if your world changes you can still feel better in yourself there's no need to, like, I went through the suicidal part, everything, you know, I thought that I was a, you know, I make everyone's life worse, I do this, I do that, you know, nobody punishes yourself more than yourself, <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, yes, yeah, well, yeah. we know all our buttons to push, don't we? Yeah, yeah, um, you know, the, the voice in your head isn't you, hmm. that is something within you that's conditioned um manufactured through experiences whatever but what the voice underneath that is you the one that says oh this, this is wrong like you know most veterans have got a bit of awareness that you know they want a better life they don't like me they don't realize it at first but you do you you know they veterans don't like being on their own they don't like going through the ptsd they don't sit there you know and go, turn to drink to put it all out so they sleep or drugs or whatever you know, then, but I've been lucky that I've had someone to go through it with me. But even so, um, just to do it. That's what I do. What I would say to better just go and get help. Stop being a wuss. You know, put your put, you know, the coffee off there. Go and get help. Go and get help. You can get help, and it does work. Yes, hundred percent. It can do. It's and it is trial and error, isn't it? As you've already yeah. said, it's you got to find what works and who works. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and you know, you can get through it. I'm, I'm living testament to it. You know, I'm 60 disabled, it'd be quite easy for me to sort of, you know, fade into the background, but I'm not done yet. <laughs> you know, I'm now Good. in a position where I, I'm me. I can be there. I mean, I'm, there's a few things that um, I did one, I'm on the, I do a few consultation panels, mostly around law and order, um, but like, Someone said, oh, it's nice to see the LGBT community represented. And I'd said, excuse me, I'm, I'm not representing anybody. I'm here representing Vicky. And I'll make sure there's not that part, you know, because I used to want to be an activist and all this and that, but my activism comes every day by living my life as normal. 
as normal people do, you know. And that's a so yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a journey, but no, it's uh, got me where I am now. Well, yeah, um, it's, you know, you said so many <laughs> things today that just make me happy for you. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm eternally grateful, and you know. I'm, I can't send you any pics anymore, can I? It's illegal now. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh <dear. laughs> I'm, I'm going to end up in the, end up in the stocks in the village square, and I am. <laughs> oh, well, I've had a good run. <laughs> oh, d- yeah, definitely. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. So, what, what would be what are the what would be the standout things for you from your life of which you're really make you the proudest of, of 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 what you've overcome and how you've overcome it what 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 are the standout things that you can that you would say to other people that this is this is it mm. I, I can't i think it's um the knowledge of knowing like i said is that like the certainty that i'm not actually just an arsehole <laughs> you know that that is because you do you come down on yourself harder than anything like you know I'd, yeah like i said i've never been physically violent but you know i would let rip verbally um and it was mostly and then it tends to turn inwards doesn't it against yourself yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know i think oh, i'm trying to think of the standout being overcome i think that all of it to be honest i mean and also like I'm now in a place where I recognise things that will be difficult for me. Like, oh no, I'll never go into an underground station again. Um, I told you about that incident where I was under a train with a gentleman. Um, there's a smell, stuff like that. So it's knowing that, you know, nothing's gonna be perfect. But I mean, to be honest, we, my wife and I, we still say, no, can you believe we're here now? We made it, hmm. you know? I mean, she's stood by me all through. When we had trouble finding someone that didn't know where I was coming from, She'd be the first one to say, "Right, we'll do it together. We'll do it together." And we did try, but we, you know, we needed something else, um, and it did work. It did work. Well, I think I, I can't. I, I don't think I can think of a session that we did where Claire wasn't there. Yeah, that's what I mean. She'd been there all through it. You know, um, I mean, she was there as well when I went somewhere else. They had me walking up and down wallpaper. I don't know what that was about, but I had to put blocks and make a scenario and walk up and down it, and I don't know about that. But, you know, and she's been there all the way through it. She's she's seen the helpless parts. She's uh, she's the reason I'm still here as well, like practically. There was an incident, you know, I was in the car, the hose pipe, the lot, you know, as a fireman and police officer, I know exactly how to do it. <laughs> well, know? yeah. And she stopped that. And I'm so glad she did, because I, did, I didn't think I could ever be this happy. Never, and content, and uh, able to bring everything now, at this point in my life, all my experiences, like my emergency services, military, but also social care, to bring it all together, where, I, you know, I think I, I like contributing. Um, that's why I do the panels, because, you know, I try and put stuff in that's um, based on experience and common sense and stuff like that. Um, and to come to this point, I mean, my old, my aim is to become a magistrate, yeah. uh, because I think I've got the, I think I've got the, the firm belief in the need for rule for law and order, but also I can see the other side of it and empathise and understand it. But that you know, but 
it will all be underpinned with the need for accountability. So that's what I want to do is get that. And also it'd be a personal thing for me as well. You know, who'd have thunk it? Five-year-old yeah. stuck in an orphanage and now I've made it to be a magistrate. You know, always, I am proud of that, that I have made it through. God knows how I did it. Possibly, uh, rightly so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how. I did get through some of that, but I did. don't know how. You know, and I don't think there's anything special about me. You know, it's just, I think other than being probably too stupid for my own good. Well, you're just a delightfully <laughs> stubborn bugger, aren't you, really? Yeah, no, I'm not stubborn at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> is this a five minute argument I've fallen off <laughs> uh, and like now like, I just can't be bothered arguing with people anymore you know it's, uh, I just can't be bothered <laughs> like, if someone wants to be a prayer, they can be a prayer. I don't need to do it <laughs> I don't yeah it's nice to get to this point it's, it is nice you know I sit at home and like most of the stuff's online that I do so, you know, I do these meetings and stuff like that. And it's, it's really interesting, some of it, to see the inner workings and how it happens and to actually have an input on things, you know. Um, yeah. I don't think veterans really, ever really retire, do they? <laughs> I've, I've noticed that a lot of them. They like, to, they like to have something to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, it is difficult to, to civilianise as well, it's, especially coming from three services. Well, you know, this is what you do, this is what you look like, this is what you do, and this is how you behave. Um, to realise that the rest of the world doesn't operate in that is a big step. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, it's vastly different. Yeah. Um, being left to your own devices, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now, if, if someone says, oh, I'll do this, then I've still got that. Well, you said you'd do it, then do it. But they don't. <laughs> Not to our timetable, you know, I have to realise that. Claire's always telling me off. Like, should I send another email? No, no, just wait. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But, no, it's, um, it's a different learning process. Yeah, um, it's, it's, there's a different set of rules and it's a different game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I've got PTSD. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's mental illness. Yeah, it is a mental illness. But as I learned, it's, it's an illness that's stored in your body. It's a physical thing. I it mean, is very visceral. Yes, it's. I mean, I must have adrenaline in overdose or something. Well, not adrenaline. Um, because I've never been a risk taker, but I've always been. I don't know why, but like, if you go to a fire, I don't even think twice. So even in City Street now, if I see an accident or something, I can't help myself. I'm stopping myself doing it, but helping out if you know if I can. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's it's definitely changed things. Uh, doing the treatment uh, you know i'm so glad i did to be honest <laughs> no it's um oh, i'm probably rambling <laughs> I no to... but do you know <laughs> you've just you just uh to hear you say these things in the way you're saying them today you know how you sound and how you look and the way yeah. you say it is just it's just an absolute joy oh, it's a lot it different. really is it, it's a joy for me it really is um, I never thought I could be in this position, happy, um, as me, as me. I mean, it's great, you know. I get to wear lipstick and all sorts, and there's, the clothes are much better. Like men, <laughs> T-shirt and jeans. Oh, I know, it's great. You go shopping, it's terrible. I'm terrible for it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife, Claire, she, as you know, she collects Vivian Westwood. Yes. Yeah, she's got some weird stuff. But, yeah, <laughs> to have someone by my side like Claire, is unbelievable she's uh we've got we haven't stopped laughing yet 
you know. Um, it's, it's funny, well, you've seen that what we're like together. Yes. She calls me a tall, poncy twat, and she's my shit-covered dyke. I, was, <laughs> I call her that because well, actually, <laughs> she runs a wild, wild bird um, long-term rehab over here. Um, a registered charity, so she's there every day, and uh, it's not unusual to find a dead pigeon somewhere in the house, uh, or in her pocket, or something. Or uh, <laughs> pocket, we can't, we can't seriously. She found two dead birds in her pocket once, and there's all sorts. And like, there was beetles in the bed. She'd been feeding a baby pigeon mealworms, dropped the couple, and it hatched, and there's all these beetles crawling. It's, it's a nightmare. It's <laughs> 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 so normal, we're, you know. <laughs> we're so normal, but no, to um someone with you to help you through it you know it might not be an intimate partner it might be a friend might be a therapist but to get through it to have support around you go and get the support it's out there it's out there just yeah. have to search it out just have to search it out you know don't give up don't give up anyway. yeah <laughs> definitely 100 percent. what was it um i can't remember i don't know but from where I am now, I'm looking at the world, not from an ivory tower or anything, believe me. Uh, everyone is just needs to calm down a bit. Everyone just needs to calm down, you know. Uh, the world's gone crazy at the moment, especially with what's happening in Russia or in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, no one knows what is actually happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's never, it's never, it's never as it is on the news, is it? No, really? never, not in its no, entirety. No. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, a weird time, and we can either make this a disastrous moment in history, or we can actually make something of it and make it a better world for everybody. You know. Well, so, let's, let's let's hope it, the latter is the is what well, we out of this. We've made the right mess of it so far, humans, haven't we? <laughs> we are the biggest pain in the ass on this planet for sure. I mean, here we are in you know 2021, 22, and. Uh, our way of solving international problems is to destroy someone's body, kill them, and leave them in a the field somewhere, you know, and then go on and kill a few more. I mean, that's cavemen were doing that. Have we yeah. learned anything? I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Yeah, it's and, it, it's it's sad. There's so much waste of life. Yeah, yeah. And all we need is a little bit. You know, like you said, calm down. Have have a little bit of have some acceptance of of yeah. other cultures, other people, different opinions. So what if you disagree? Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to learn something different. Well, we both lived all over the world, and like I've, we've been lucky that we've seen other cultures how they live, and they're totally different. It's like, and to be honest, the places I went to, the more different it was, the better. You know, this is it was. I used to enjoy that. That you know, if they lived different in Berlin or wherever, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland was uh, was um, a thing for me as well. I went to Northern Ireland in the early eighties uh, as infantry. That was quite a eye opener. <laughs> Lively. Yeah, yeah, it was an eye opener as well. <laughs> you know, just got just got flown into the SF base, and there's a wheelbarrow going down the road, and I said to this, uh, I think it was I used not I used to see UDR, yeah. I said, what's that? He said, oh, it's a barrel, there's a bomb on the wall. Like it was an everyday thing. And I just literally got off the helicopter. And was like, oh, <laughs> here we are. Didn't what, <laughs> it was my first operation. What am I doing here? Yeah. It just seemed like a good idea a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, um, 
there's so much in the world now like i think there is a people are growing up now or it's even spreading into some adults where there's a sense, sense of entitlement which yeah. uh, you know we there is no entitlement yeah we're entitled to equal rights everybody which is to walk down the street and everything like like i said earlier all this trans rights if you ask someone what are the trans rights you want they won't answer you like i've, I've got the same rights as any other woman any other birth sex female you know i've got the same rights i could change my birth certificate it's not intrusive it's part of the process you know <laughs> it's not intrusive you've got to do it you know you can't sort of turn up at the hospital and say listen i fancy having a new art do you mind sticking one in for me you can't do that so why yeah. should i say i turn up and say like um i mean i know that there, there was a report that one of the uh, youth gender clinics in three years went through 35 psychologists because of the culture of not, not being able to question and say no 35 psychologists where do you find 35 degrees you are yeah exactly that's crazy the world's gone crazy uh, you can't say things you know mm, yeah this uh, hopefully it'll, it'll the pendulum tends to swing far to the other side before it settles somewhere and, yes uh, because all that all that's happening at the moment is in all things um world conflict the trans stuff is people getting their backs up and they're sick of it you know yeah much enough like just calm down you know what is it jk rowling she's got those opinions that's her opinion she's allowed to have them and she's allowed to voice them if she's saying you know um i don't want trans women coming into say female spaces she can say that and then we can say well why is that and she can say well you know and then that's where you that's the way of the world not say, listen you can't even say that i mean well there's some trans was it doxing isn't it they call it where you give off someone's address. They, were pro they took pictures protesting outside a house in Doxter, and there was no offence, they said. Yes, there was. That's a public order offence. That's harassment. Yeah. They, those trans people should have been arrested. You can't go around doing that. She's got an opinion, so what? You know? <laughs> but then, yeah. you know, that, that never happens, does it? People, no. people are getting away with yeah. crime yeah. because you could be... Then the, the, the judicial system, justice system, could be seen to be discriminating yeah and get yep. their own asses handed to them which is i know ridiculous. i know policing has changed since i was doing it um is it necessary to arrest you have to decide well in my day if you committed an arrestable offense you got a nick <laughs> well <laughs> you know um yes that's and i think the police as well through no fault of their own they've become sort of a, a pseudo army i mean when i was a cop I, I spent some time as a community bobby i loved it i walked around talking to everyone you say hello to a police officer now, and he looks as if you're mad, and he looks like Robocop. You know, I know they yeah. need these things these days. We needed them back then, but we got by without them. <laughs> you know, well, things do change. Things do change. Um, yeah. And, you know, I do support them having the means to incapacitate someone like a stun gun, the taser, the taser. Yes, they do. I've been in situations where I wish I had one of them. It would have stopped a lot of hassle. You know? yeah. <laughs> and it would have, the, the victim, uh, not the victim, the suspect wouldn't have got hurt either. You know, it's just... I was on a riot team and I, if we had that, it'd be over in five minutes, you know, instead of all this rubbish. But I think like the whole idea of policing now, I think they need to go back to the community aspect of it. Be visible, talk to people, get the support of the public because they need it. The police are getting so much stick now. Like I said, I couldn't be a police officer. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty horrendous, thankless job yeah. these days, isn't it? And the media love it. The media yeah. love it. Any any little miscreant or little misdemeanor, and they're piling them on, like making it look as if the whole of the Metropolitan Police 
uh, racist, uh, homophobic, or whatever. They're not. There is. There used to be the big canteen culture back in the day, but that's obviously going. It was going when I was in. Mm -hmm. You know. But yeah, it's difficult times. It's. Uh, I sometimes fear for what the next generation is going to look like when we'll be left with when we're gone. But oh no, I'm dreading it. My kids, you know, they're, they're 17 and well, 16 yeah. and 14 at the moment. So. Yeah. And uh, they got access to so much information. Was it, I saw that meme where it said uh, people thought that lack of information was the problem in society. Turns out it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is true. Uh, 100%. Yes. Uh, um, what else was there? I can't remember now. Any questions? Well, no, I've rambled on a bit, you know me. Well, no, I think you've, you've covered, I think in terms of what you put in your 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 bio and things i had in my in my head i think we've kind of is that uh, and you've given your you know i think you've given you've well you've certainly sharing your experiences yeah. is going to be invaluable for some people just to I hear to. just I hearing to. that someone else has been through it yeah. and has come out and you've come out the other side in the way that you have oh yeah yeah is you know gives hope encouragement hopefully motivates people to kind of dig in and stick yeah. in and 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 keep going yeah you can have a you can have a decent life you can be happy and content you might not be rich you might not have a wife either, but you know that's not there's more to life than that you know you can even just feeling it within yourself you know the peace like peace and quiet of not getting wound up at everything you know and the slightest thing and next minute off you go again it's you know it's uh it's, it's, it's so nice to have the peace, to be honest. And yeah, it took medication, which I don't like to admit, but you know. And, and I, with the trans stuff, obviously I talk about it because it's something close to me, but the, the ridiculousness that's going on and the cancel culture and the threats and the destruction of people's lives, uh, you know, calm down. You're gonna, free speech means you're gonna hear things you don't like. You know, which yep. is, uh, and it's free speech, it's, just, it's freedom of speech, not the freedom to abuse. So there are ways and means of doing it. Believe me, I've tried the other way, it doesn't work too well. You know, yeah. start sitting down and work together. You know, we all got to live here so one day. You know, we all got to live here, so just sort it out. <laughs> yeah, calm down. Yeah. Uh, a bit of, the, a bit of the, the Michael Winner approach. Which one's that, Michael Winner? Who's that? The advert, remember the, calm down, dear. It's just a commercial. <laughs> yeah, Michael Wynn, the filmmaker, used to used to do this series of adverts. Oh right, no. Have a look on YouTube. Yeah, I was in Canada at the time. I was there for eighteen years. Yeah, uh, probably was then. Yeah. Yeah, be a nice place when it's finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's just you can you can survive. You can survive. You know, some people don't. That's the way of life, but. You know, get you out, can. get some help. You know, put your big girl panties on and get out there and sort it. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Excellent. Um, just, oh, one of my claims to fame is that I was in Berlin when the wall came down. I was stationed there. That's true. Yes, you were. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my claims to fame. Um, all the way there for unification. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that was an interesting time being there, June. It was a bit weird. It was a bit weird. I mean, uh, 
the, the Zibsons Unistars, they used to say they were going to hang the military policemen from all the lamps up there, and they used to hang little plastic skeletons out of the towers at us, and they sat in the other. Oh, no. We used to construct things out of cardboard and put them on the roof of the van or something and drive down the wall. But you trying to identify what it was. <laughs> uh, so it's quite interesting. I was allowed over to the east, so it was all right. You know, it was different, different world over there. It's like 90s. Yeah. Um, but then suddenly to see everybody just coming back through Checkpoint Charlie, where, you know, I've seen people try to escape and stuff, and it's like, it was weird. It was weird. Yeah, um, there's some iconic photos of that from, from uh, throughout the period, isn't there? Of, of yeah, yeah. Making a break for it. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. It was, uh, yeah, this, it, it was a good place, Berlin, though. It was different. Everyone in Berlin, they lived for the day rather than the future, because they never knew what was happening the next day. You know, that's the way they lived over there. Yeah, and uh, there was everything catered for. It's quite interesting. I was there for three and a half years. I think I was based there. But no, it's. Uh, it I was think good. there's a lot to be said for living for the day. Yeah, yeah. You can't change the past, but you can influence the future. Yeah. And, you know, life ain't going to be easy. You know, I'm not going to sail through it from here on out. You know, there's going to be little bumps in the road, but you know. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't be idealistic, you know. Don't be idealistic. Don't say, "Well, this is how I envisage it." But I didn't envisage me being like this. You know, I didn't know what I envisaged going through all the PTSD stuff. But to get to this point, anyone can. Anyone can. Yeah. Especially veterans, because you know veterans have got bigger balls, and you know they're trained to to get through stuff. You know, you don't give up. No. They, when they say trained, it's not you have some lessons. It's sort of built into you, isn't it? It's conditioned into you. It is, uh, yeah. straight from basic training day one and they build you in where you know when they say go you know run towards that you do it and then after you think hang on what, what did that for <laughs> yeah, shit that was stupid <laughs> yeah i'm doing that again over there then all right <laughs> and uh, yeah but so definitely definitely get some help you know because it is out there you know what whatever works for you try and if it doesn't work if at first it don't succeed Go somewhere else, try something else. Yeah. You know, just keep trying, you'll find the answer. Yeah, it's out there. It's definitely out there. Yeah. Listen, thank you, Vicky. No problem. For being so open. Well, it's the only way to be, isn't it? It's be open about it, you know. Don't be get some common sense, be open and show people this is you. Like, this is me, you know. I hope you like me. If you don't, then sorry about that, but have a good day. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, absolutely. Listen, I know I have no doubt um, there can be a, a, a lot of people who take heart from this. So thank you for sharing. No problem. My pleasure. Okay. My pleasure. And uh, if I need some help to get out the stocks in the village square, I'll give you a bell. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, have to be we'll quick. Go, and then we'll go to the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't drink baby share. I have a pint of Guinness. Some things don't change, you know. Good. <laughs> All right, thanks, Simon. All right, cheers, Vicky. Thanks Bye. a lot.